Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Golden Sky. I'm Deborah Hawkins, your host, and we're here in Pronk Studios. You know how much I love being here. I know I say it every week, but I have to say it every time I sit in this chair. It makes me so freaking happy. Um, I have um, today um, a friend here um, who we're going to be talking about something very interesting. I think you're going to find it interesting. Um, we're going to be talking about boobs. And... Basically, you know, this is not a show. I want to preface it by saying this is not a show about for or against. This is a show about information. And it's also a conversation that's happening, um, you know, behind closed doors and between girlfriends, literally just all over. And so, I, you know me, I love to bring the conversation to the table. So I'm really excited about who you'll meet today and hearing her story. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Bridget Bartley. Um, I actually fell in love with her before I even met her. Um, we would talk over, over, over uh, Instagram, or a lot of times we would just run into each other, but we always knew we just wanted to connect, and I'm so happy that we have, and it feels so great to be in her energy. Um, first of all, um, she is uh, an advocate, a very avid advocate for nutrition and mindset. She's also the mother to three boys who are absolutely adorable, ages 20, 19, and 16. And in 2011, Bridget channeled her passion of nutrition into network marketing with now an organization of 100,000-plus associates. Um, she really knows her stuff about this, guys. Um her passion for supporting small businesses led her to social media marketing with clients across the country. Yes, she's an expert at that too. And her love for people in sales led her to the Damien Hall Group luxury real estate team, which, you know, I look at some of the houses on there and I just, oh, I'm just in love. And I love the way um, she shows so much of what she's doing. And I also want you to know, she was the contributing author to a book called The Energy of Happiness. In 2015, it was named an Amazon number one bestseller. Um, and she really shares that the, her other passion of mindset, which is somewhere we really connect. Um, and she's currently working on her second book. I'm so excited when I heard that. And that's expected to release in 2022. So with that, welcome, my friend, Bridget. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for the very sweet introduction. Oh, you are welcome. Well, you really are all that. Welcome. You know, I know... Um, I know women really look up to you, and I know that you're a mentor, of course, to a lot of women. And um, you you're, you do really give to the community, and you're involved in so many things, and your heart's 
you know, the size mm-hmm. of Texas. And, um, you know, we're just lucky to have you in our area supporting um, so many women and everything. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I agree when you and I first connected on social media and then in person, there's always just been a consistent attraction, vibe, very much like-mindedness. So Vibe. I like that. Yes, yes vibe. Yes. Well, speaking of vibes, um, we are talking about breasts today. Yes. Breasts, boobs, bu- bubolas, yes. I mean, whatever you want to call them. topic lately. Um, it is. It is. Well, it's all... I think for women, it's always mm-hmm. been a big, t- well, probably for men too. But yeah. Um, but yeah, we're talking today really about um, your experience. And um, I didn't even know there was a name called um, X-plant. I didn't instead- either. Oh, oh, you didn't. I didn't either. <laughs> because when I did I a little bit. I don't even know if it's a term. I may have made it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, I did a little bit of research. And yeah, there is, you know, implants and explants. And mm. I know we're here to talk about this and other things as well. Um, just your journey around making the decision and your experience. And because I think it's on a lot of people's minds. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, y'all, we're not for or against it. Um, my One of my best friends she just had implants mm-hmm. put in loves them she's so happy i'm so happy for mm-hmm. her and um that's great but how did you get to the decision and i'm sure it wasn't anything quick mm-hmm. i'm sure you probably thought about it for a long time um well maybe first of all let's go back to how long have you had your breast implants yeah so i've I had them for 13 years and I would love to go back to that point when I had him put in. It sure, yeah. February 2008. And I, I think this is something that a lot of women can relate to um, because I was young. At the time, I was in, I think I was like 30, 31. I'd already had all three of my children. Um, and so my body in my early 30s, it was, you know, that's that's the, or what I felt like was my femininity, yeah. That's what I felt like. I mean, I was flat chested and I thought I'm too young to look like this. And that's what led me to do it. So I think it's important to for women to really understand why do I want to do it? Right. And it's interesting, you know, I've never anybody could go back and look through my social media or who know me. I was I've never been one to just flaunt them. Mm-hmm. You know, where some women they get them and they want to show the girls off yeah. like crazy. So, you know, it was really understanding why do I want to do this? And for me, I felt more feminine going to the gym, like in tank tops, in a bathing suit. I felt more attractive. Um, I just, I overall felt better about myself. Because again, that was was the one thing that I felt was my femininity. Um, So I had the surgery to have them put in February 2008, completely trusted the doctor with... um, with, you know, the size, and he said, with I, I do have wider hips, and so he said, this is the size I'd recommend. Um, at that time, silicone had just come back out on the market through the FDA, and he highly recommended me to do silicone implants. And I was like, mm, I'm not sure about that, but okay, I'll do silicone. Well, you'll understand this. So the night before surgery, I had this dream, and I, I still cannot explain it other than it was just a very vivid do not do the silicone. You do saline. Do saline implants. And I went into surgery the next day, showed up that morning. And saline's different in a sense. They have to pre-order the silicone. Uh-huh. Um, like from the manufacturer, saline, they just put the capsule in and they just put the saline in mm-hmm. like with a needle. 
And um, he was like, okay. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I'm just supposed to have saline implants. And mm-hmm. so I had the saline implants put in. He did 500 cc. Um, since we're just being completely raw and candid, um, you know, he did like 450 on one side, 500 on the other, because it's very common for women to have asymmetry um, in their in their breasts, especially Hello, after mate, children. I mean, it's, I mean, it's if we're like, just going to be candid, I'm yeah. just, just going to spill the guts here. And so he did 450, 500, um, loved the results, happy for 13 years with them, um, even happy with them until the day I had them taken out. Mm-hmm. So about two years ago, and, and I, I can't explain it other than it was just like a spirit nudge. It was just God saying, you know, it's just you should probably look at having these taken out. And I saw something on the Internet about, a girl having hers taken out. And then I saw something else. And I was like, well, this is interesting. And then I did not know of breast implant illness. Mm -hmm. So I found a Facebook group and there's tens of thousands of women in there and they're talking about breast implant illness and all these things that they have wrong with them. I mean, just lists and lists of things. And I never had any symptom at all, like none of them, never had any issues. Which I wanted wanted to interrupt just right there because I I didn't preface this by telling everyone that you didn't have any problems. I didn't. So you didn't make the decision based on I'm having autoimmune or something is going wrong. You had no problems whatsoever. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And like you, I mean, I'm not saying take them out. I'm not saying don't put them in. This is just strictly my story right. with it. And um, so I started doing research. I just kept feeling the nudge, like, Bridget, you need to have them taken out. Like, you need to keep looking further. And I, I saw a surgeon in Charlotte in December, mm-hmm. so almost a year ago, last December. And he said, you know, I wouldn't have a full removal. There's psychological issues of women who go from implants to nothing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that doesn't really help me because my whole reason of not wanting to go through the surgery was the anesthesia. It wasn't so much about my physical body. It was just, I didn't want to. Do they put you out, out when you do? I I don't have them. So I just. Yeah. It's a full, I mean, my surgery was, was almost two hours long. Wow. um, Of of how they just have to go in and, you know, take Mm -hmm. everything out. So, um, and then I ended up going back to Again, my personal story, the only doctor that I personally trusted was the doctor who put them in. And so ended up going back to him. And so the person put them in, took them out? Yes. Okay. And, and interesting, he said most of his patients now are people who are having them taken out. So I didn't realize, again, it was such a common thing. So so back to um, December, met with a doctor in Charlotte. I kept getting this nudge, and it was like back in March, April. And it was like I woke up one morning, and it was like, call him now. Hmm. I was like, okay, fine, I'll call him. So I called for the consultation, made it. That was in April, booked the surgery in May. And then, you know, I didn't want to do it in the summertime um, for the sake of my children's schedule. I didn't want to have the surgery in the summer just because I knew that I'd want to stay kind of covered, you know, like it's a hoodie type thing, like you want to wear your jackets and stuff. Um, so yeah, and then had the surgery. The way he did the surgery, every doctor is different. Um, that can be a debate of of how my doctor did it compared to another doctor. But again, I think this is one of those things you just have to trust your instinct. With, and do your research. And do your research and do what feels right to you. Because right. some of the things that I did, people would say, mm, that's wrong. You shouldn't have done it that way. Um, but, you know, fast forward, had the surgery, had them removed, 
Um, do I regret it? Absolutely not. Do I love my body in its natural form? Absolutely. Um, it's still in the healing process. You know, they say it takes like a full six months to heal, mm-hmm. but um, no regrets at all. Did you ever have any feeling, you know, afterwards just about, you know, I'm, maybe I'm not as voluptuous or I'm not, I mean, did you have any, uh, any of that? I mean, like looking and. No, you know, I didn't realize I had as much breast tissue as I did. Mm -hmm. So I was looking, I was like, oh, well, you know, I've got more tissue than I really, I mean, I just thought I was going to be. What does that mean? Does that mean you still, they were still pretty big or? I mean, I'll be like a B cup. Uh So I'm like, oh, okay. So there is tissue. I just assumed well, Again, see, I would by too. the stories, I just assumed that I was just going to be flat, flat as flat could be, and yeah, I that's like, what I would have thought oh, too. Well, and I was okay with that. Um, but what led me to actually do it? It was just okay, Bridget. Like you know, living a holistic lifestyle, wanting to be toxic free, and I started thinking. Even though I had saline implants, I was reading about all the potential side effects of how the shell breaks down in your body, and like the numerous toxins like that's just in that shell. Mm-hmm. And you think anything that we're putting foreign in our bodies, and again, this everybody has their own story with um, with like the implanted birth control, even like any type of birth control, sure. you know, that's a foreign substance you're putting in your body. Um, any type of medication, vaccine, like anything, and mm-hmm. it's not saying that it's right or wrong, but your body is going to create an immune response to it right? because it's not natural. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking the potential side effects and I was thinking, okay, when I'm 65, 75, 95, I'm eventually going to have to have them taken out anyway. Might as well do it now while I'm young. Why would you have to take them out though? Well, imagine like being 95 with perfect boobs. <laughs> I mean, I would just think that your body would just oh, get hair. Okay. And, and I will say one thing that I could tell an instant, the only thing I think if there's any one symptom I had and that went away, um, I would get constant stress in my neck and in between my shoulder blades. Interesting. And and that was an. I asked my chiropractor about it, and if there was any correlation, he said, "Well, you know, if you think about it, you have this extra weight you're constantly carrying, so it pulls your How shoulders." How much toward... more weight? Do you I think? would say that. I would say that each one was at least like two pounds, so an extra four to five pounds, like just on the front. So imagine, yeah. I guess, if it's like being pregnant, yeah, you know, just carrying that constantly. And he explained to me from a like chiropractic, like body composition standpoint, you know, you put that extra weight and, you know, you naturally will just like go forward and like just learning to to hold it and come back with it. And literally the day that I had my implants taken out, like that day, the back pain was gone. Wow. That's so really that's the only like symptom mm-hmm. of it. But I've seen stories where women have their skin issues clear up, their thyroid performs better, um, you know, their brain fog goes away. And, and you know, I mean, I would, in, in the process of the healing, you have to do like scar massage and changing your bandages. And I'm big on self-talk and I would just talk through it. And I'm like, okay, God, I don't know why you told me to do this, but I did it. So fine. And if, okay, so if I did it and this is to help somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, with their story, then I'm okay with that. Like I was a catalyst of somebody else's healing. Like I would have to talk myself through it with, you know, I don't know if there's other people that have had him taken out just because. Mm-hmm. I had no reason to take him out. 
Because, I mean, girl, there were way other ways I could spend yeah. that money. Because oh. it is not covered by insurance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is strictly out of pocket. And it was not just the expense of... Well, I'm guessing if you, it's not covered under insurance if you haven't put in either. Oh, or, no. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, no. I mean, mm-hmm. I think if you... It's cosmetic. So. Right. But yeah. Anything cosmetic. I think if you had them taken out or put in for medical reasons. Oh, okay. I think yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get that. Like breast... Um, breast cancer, mm-hmm. or I've known people to have them covered by insurance, taking them out because they've correlated to a medical condition. I see. But, I see. Um, you know, it's it's an expense putting them in. It's an expense taking mm-hmm. them out. But and of course, the risk whether you have them put in or taken out of the anesthesia, anesthesia, like mm-hmm. you said, just surgery mm-hmm. in right. itself. Um, you know, there's there's risks and all that. You know, I just think back when we were talking about flat. Um, I can remember I had a crush on this young boy when I was well. It was obviously before <laughs> I developed, and um, he. Uh, said something, you know, I might have been 12 or 13, I don't know, and he said something about me being flat. And isn't it interesting that, I mean, I eventually grew boobs, you know, (laughs) or whatever, but but I can remember I was so, I can't even describe the devastation, you know, that I felt. I mean, I I don't remember talking to anyone about Mm -hmm. it, um, but I mean, that memory popped up. I mean, I think that's how much, you know, um, the relationship we have with our bodies, mm-hmm. um, whether it's good or bad, um, how much it stays with us. Because when you said that, I went all the way back to being 12 years mm-hmm. old and this little flat girl and somebody, you know, that I, you know, looked up to or had a crush on thought I wasn't pretty enough or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. and. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately for us, we have social media that's affecting our perception of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there are there are so many people. I mean, I personally think now that I now that I have mine taken out, and as I was on that path to knowing I was having them removed, I think the more natural look, the flatter look is more attractive. Well, you know, it's funny because I mean, I love. I think women with breasts are beautiful, and I also. Um, it has been like the last 10 or 15 years, um, you know, because you used to not see women flat-chested. Mm-hmm. I mean, way back in my day, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, there were, you know, you either – you even put tissues in the bra if you needed, yeah, to, you right. know, a fuller right. look, right? <laughs> um, so it – but, I mean, now, yeah, women are really embracing a flat chest, a flatter chest, mm-hmm. Um, which I love, I you too. know. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, I also love pretty boobs too. Yeah. They look great in a dress as well. So it's just, you know, whatever floats your boat or floats your boob. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, um, I've, I've never actually considered it because I've had probably more than, more than I ever really wanted anyway. But, um, but I will say this. I mean, I have considered a lift. Mm-hmm. So now you did... Um, so, now you did something else, right? I mean, you did a lift after, is that yeah, right? Yeah. So, the did way they, do they do that at the same time? So, that's that this this can be a contradiction or a controversy with people. Okay. But again, this is where 
my doctor did it and it made so much sense to how he did it. It actually made sense to a lot of people, but so he actually, I had my implants drained about a month prior to surgery, the actual okay. surgery. Um, and the reason why, and you can only do this with saline implants and it's, it's crazy when you think about this, um, but they just stick a needle in your breast and they just suck the saline out. And so you'd see it draining in the machine. I can show you a picture later. Take oh, a picture. wow. I, I documented and does it the deflate, thing. literally? Yeah, I mean, my boob deflated, literally, wow. like in front. In, wow. Like in, yes. Mm -hmm. So you look down and you've got like one Did breast. you have any sort of mental reaction around that? No, you know, I thought that I would. I, I think, really see, thought, when I think about I really it, I think I would. I would. I thought that I would. I really did. I thought I was going to have like, oh, my God, I don't know. I, I thought that I was going to have some sort of negative response, but he deflated um, both implants. And the reason he did that, and it made so much sense to me um, that he did that, but when he went in to do the lift, because I'll, I'll rewind, when I went for my consultation, he said, with your size implants, you're going to have loose skin. You're going to really want to have a lift. Like, you're going to need a lift. So I was like, okay. I mean, I trust him. And, you know, I went a couple of times. It's not like it was an on-the-spot decision, but... Um, you know, I trusted him with it. And so I was like, you know, he's probably right. Cause 500 CCs to probably like, I was a double D I was a 32 double D and I don't know my size yet, but I'm guessing I'll be like a small B. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess it does stretch the skin. Yeah. Well, right? you think I like mean, when you go from, well, just like normal when you gain weight and lose pregnant. weight, yeah. I mean, there's right. sometimes loose skin. Right. And so he, um, he said, because we're also doing a lift, we'll drain the implants first because you'll get a better result with your lift because your skin will retract back naturally. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Well, mm -hmm. when I told some, some other people about that who had the surgery, they're like, no, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's wrong. And, um, and I got really confused. And that's one of the things, too, that I have suggested to people. If you know that you're – if you know that you and your path and what you've decided with your doctor is right – then stick to it. Like limit the internet, limit some of these Facebook groups. I think it's great for some knowledge, but it can be very confusing. Um, and yeah, so because everybody's so different. Everybody, everybody's going to have a different result, different experience. I think yeah. it's like I think it's the same as when you have children. We mm -hmm. can talk about our childbirth experiences yep. completely different. We can talk about our marriage experiences complete, like relationship. Mm -hmm. Everything is going to be different. Mm -hmm. um, and so he he drained them, and then three weeks later is when I had my lift. But quite honestly, like in that three-week time frame, um, I mean, I could have gone without the lift, but because I had already paid for it, and I was sure. like, you know, it's fine, whatever. Um, but no, I mean, he drained them that day, and I was out to dinner that night, and there was like no recovery at all. And I remember just looking like in the mirror so many times and I was like, gosh, that like, that's my body. Like it was truly my natural body, mm -hmm. which is, you think a B cup that's just kind of mm -hmm. saggy. Do you think that because you have been on this journey of health and wellness for so long and, you know, eating clean and, and really looking at that, um, do you think that did affect the fact that it didn't bother you so much? Because I, I still I can imagine it still would bother people if they weren't so mentally prepared. Yes. And and you know, the thing, and I still 
I have friends that have the most perfect figures that could, you know, imaginable to other people, and they still have image. Body image issues. Yes. yes. Um, so I, I don't know why. I think it's just something that's ingrained in each woman. But I had to realize, okay, Bridget, you're 45. You've had three kids. Um, you're not 20. Like, and, and I look back at pictures when I was at my leanest, my fittest, my strongest, even then – I had like, oh, I need to lose this, or I need to mm. lose that. Yes, yes. And then now I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had like the most perfect figure. You know what? My friend and I were just talking about this. We were looking at some old pictures of ourselves, and you know, we thought we were like out of shape back then, or right? you know, we needed to lose, like, blah blah blah. I mean, I think women struggle with body image, even if they don't admit it. I mean, I think it's it's an ongoing, mm-hmm. it's almost like a separate relationship, it, right? It is. And, and learning to love your body is, right. that can be some of the hardest things we ever do and maybe some we never do. Right. And, and one of the, interesting enough, I mean, being in nutrition and, and being in my other business is I will encourage people and I do it myself, not every day, but um, when I feel like I'm not happy with myself. I mean, I'll look in the mirror, you know, bra and panties or sometimes naked and just give myself affirmations of Mm -hmm. like, you have birthed three healthy children. Mm -hmm. Like you are healthy. You are alive. Like you can walk. You're mobile. There's so many things that women struggle with and just their health issues, whether, you know, whatever it is, like brain fog to thyroids, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's, so much is being put on you have to be a certain look, a certain size. And, you know, I see women who are, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 pounds overweight, you know, according to society, but they have the most confident energy and aura coming out of them. Mm -hmm. And to me, like, that's what's beautiful. Because in reality, being a size two with a six pack, and the perfect mm-hmm. glutes, like that's not reality. Well, I mean, and, it is, but it, like, no, you know, and, I look at. And, and you and I know, I mean, we've just said it. I guarantee you, you know, any woman who's been a two, a four, a six, or an eight, or 10, or whatever, um, which I've been all those, um, you know, when I was that size two, I was more unhappy than I am now, mm-hmm. you know, oh. and, and I'm certainly not a size two anymore. Yeah, I've been double zero to size 14. So mm-hmm. I've been one extreme to the other. And at my size now, which is a four, it's like a two, four. I just, for me, it's like life is too short. If, if I want to eat the French fries, mm-hmm. like even if it's three or four, or if I want to, you know, do something, I can't, I don't want to live so confined mm-hmm. just to look a certain way. Yeah. But then, you know, we have to, I know we go through phases to where it's, okay, I'm going to do a detox mm-hmm. because I want to be healthy. But that's where my mindset shifted is, okay, Bridget, do this because it's not healthy to carry that extra weight right. around your abdomen mm-hmm. area or do the detox because you want to boost your immune system, not, okay, let's lose 10 pounds for the beach trip. Um, do you know, even speaking of that, I can remember, um, one time, this was many years ago, another marriage ago, <laughs> everyone, um, going on vacation, and I made myself so friggin' miserable, Bridget, because 
I didn't lose the five pounds or whatever it was. And I just felt like I just looked like a slob in my bathing suit. I made my husband miserable, probably made David miserable, you know, and I ruined my Mm -hmm. trip just because, you know, and I think so many of us are so addicted to what you're going to think of me. Mm -hmm. And, And then, you know, and it takes... You know, it takes a while. It takes therapy. It takes um, a lot of things, unless you were raised in the perfect environment, which not many are, to have that self-love throughout your life, Mm -hmm. you know, and to... uh, I loved what you were saying about um, the mirror, because I don't know if you know Louise Hay, and, you know, now I'm really dating myself, (laughs) um, but, you know, she was probably one of the first true metaphysical teachers Mm -hmm. to talk about your body. And um, and why we should love our body and thank our body and appreciate our body and do mirror work. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, I, I love that. And I love that you brought that up. And um, yeah, I think I think I think more women should do that mm-hmm. and not not should, but con- should consider it anyway, um, because uh a lot will come up when you stand in front of the mirror and look at yourself like mm-hmm. that. Not like I'm looking at myself like I'm getting ready, you right. know, but like really take it in. Because the first thing that's going to come up is the critical, right? Oh, well, it, it it programs your mind. It reprograms your mind. When I went through my divorce 10 years ago, I had affirmations on my mirror that were for love, self-love, and then for my business. And every time, every morning, every night, and it's just looking at yourself and it's just reprogramming. And that's what, that's what it's technically, you know, in reality doing, it's reprogramming your mind and your perception, because if you, you may not believe it and it feels awkward to people at first because you don't believe it about yourself. Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, when you, you're saying those things every day over and over, then you really start to believe it. Mm-hmm. And then it changes the energy as you walk in the room. Yeah. It changes who you attract in business right. and in your relationships and friendships mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm I'm a member of the Yellow Sticky Club. They're all yeah. over my house right now. And, you know, some of them are the big ones. You yeah. Know, in my office, I have the big ones, you know, to... to um, and, and I know some people, you know, poo-poo affirmations, but I've always used them. Yeah. Because I think anything we can do to help mm-hmm. refocus our mind from that critical, negative... Um, and if you've told yourself for 20 years that you're fat and that you're not attractive and if you could only, mm-hmm. look, you know, if you could only, if you could only, um, you know, that is a deep groove neuropathway in the brain mm-hmm. that is very hard to shift. It is. It is. Um, one of the things that I do as well, um, if you don't do this, I recommend it, but is I put alarms in my phone. And so starting at seven o'clock in the morning until about five o'clock at night, every hour I have an affirmation. And so it goes off on my phone mm-hmm. and in the lock screen, it'll, it'll have that affirmation. And I so love that. that. Way, it just, it's, you know, you just say it, you know, really quick, you know, yeah. I am abundant. I am healthy. I am, you know, whatever yeah. affirmation, you know, needs. And, and as people are going through things in life, I mean, our affirmations change, but, um, 
We get well, all, I know. I mean, you're going to talk to yourself anyway. We think upwards of 80,000, 70, 80, 100,000 thoughts a day. <laughs> they might as well be good, I know. right? I'll, I mean, I'll talk to the car beside me thinking they can hear me. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, well, I, I love the whole idea about us, you know, refocusing, especially for young women now and, um, you know, I know women struggle with a lot of eating. Dis- of all the things, and I've probably been through everything, almost everything in my life, I actually have not had an eating disorder. Um, but I know that that's um, a, such a painful. I have known mm-hmm. people who who have had it, and mm-hmm. it's a real struggle. And um, yeah, the the whole relationship. I mean, we could probably talk for days on mm-hmm. end just about our relationship with our bodies. Well, and, and yeah, and I think that's so important is for people to. I admire the fitness coaches out there who are teaching relationship with food, and that I feel like that's what it ultimately comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, your relationship with food, and you know, you know, I'm, I'm half Asian, so mm-hmm. I, I'm very ingrained in the Asian culture, and I really feel like it's just the American culture that like counts calories. Yeah, Asians count, aren't overweight. No, and eighty percent of their diet are carbs. What so, is that? So you think all they eat is rice and pork, <laughs> um, and beans? Well, no, they don't eat a lot of beans, but like rice and pork, and you know, the egg rolls are fried, and you don't see a lot of sickness. But it's just you know. Why do you really think that worse? is? I mean. Um, I think it's they don't do a lot of the the, the medication. They do a lot of things mm-hmm. holistically. I think because they get their exercise, they mm-hmm. they work. It's 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 really the basics. Mm-hmm. It's nutrition and body movement. Yeah. Um. You know. You. It's just the lifestyles are so different. But you look at even like the Indian culture, which you know I know is Asian, but the Europeans. Yeah. They don't. They're not counting carbs and macros and calories. Mm-hmm. They're just like. Well, and yeah, and I mean the Mediterranean diet, all that. You know, it's 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 very it's very lovely Mm -hmm. eating. I mean, um, but uh, I had Marissa on last week. Mm -hmm. You know, who um, she was so fun to talk with, and she is, as you know, a wellness um, Mm -hmm. a wellness coach, and she really talked about. Well, the biggest thing she talked about was syncing our cycle to our fitness and our health and which is oh my god that's a really great conversation um, which again that's just another way of relating to our body that we've never thought about mm-hmm. or talked about but she talks about you know the 80 20 rule which is probably mm-hmm. more like what I've always done is I cannot do the deprivation thing Mm-mm. I just mentally physically yeah my I, I kind of go the opposite like a um like a child that wants to rebel right you know I mean if I've ever tried to do diets where it's like absolutely not you know um it backfires on me it's so. I think anything extreme is not good yeah like work habits to eating like just extreme anything mm-hmm. yeah uh, well, that's a big thing for all of us, just remembering mo- moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the one other thing I wanted to talk about, dang, we're almost at time. Where did the time <laughs> go? Holy moly, we could talk all back. day. <laughs> yes, please come back. Um, the, the only other thing I really wanted to ask about, not the only other thing, but I, I was curious about, now what about muscles? Because you work out, and was there any... 
I don't know. Does it mess up any of the muscles? You know or? what? It actually did not. I, so I'm still not lifting any weights. Like the only exercise I can do right now is just just walking. Um, I was talking. I had my first pre-op breast massage yesterday. So with my doctor, it's part of his recovery is breast massage, which sounds awkward, but it makes complete sense where their therapist will do the breast massage um, to to pull out the inflammation, you know, bring it to Does the... Does it hurt? Uh, mentally, yeah. <laughs> Physically, it was, it was perfectly fine. But just like, I'm still so like, and it's been, you know, let's see, August 3rd. So Yeah, because like mine are just weeks. tender just anyway. I mean, like, you six, know? It's been like six weeks, I guess. But, you know, I'm still just like very guarded. Like, don't like I'm just be gentle with me. Mm-hmm. Um but to answer your question, like I think because they mine were under the muscle. Um, but there was no muscle issue at all. Like okay. it never the only thing that hurt in my surgery, the only thing that hurt was the incisions from where he did the lift. Sure. That was it. Mm-hmm. Just the incisions. The actual explant didn't hurt at all. I mean, I've had friends who just did the explant and no lift, and they were like, oh, I was fine the next day. Mm-hmm. And I can totally see that. Um, the part for me that was so challenging, and this is just my mental, it's it's my blessing but a curse, but um, I was not prepared of how the anesthesia was going to affect me. Mm. I was... I was I rested for probably four or five days. I was expecting like a forty-eight hour recovery. Mm-hmm. Like I had the surgery on Monday, I'll be fine by Wednesday. Um, no, yeah. and so that really it messed with me because I'm not used to being held down. Mm-hmm. And so I gave my body a full week of rest, um, and even the week after, and still now, like if I feel tired, mm-hmm. I'll go like I'll sit like on my chair or on my bed and work if I want to take a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon because and this is part of you know our spiritual connection that we've talked about it's just listening to my body yeah you know stop pushing through and um and trying to do everything like let Mm -hmm. your body heal and so that's been the biggest thing is is just really giving my body the rest and the sleep that it requires to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny talking about letting your body heal. I remember when I was doing the cardiac rehab and I was getting frustrated with myself because I felt like I should have been doing better than I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I remember my nurses who were like my angel therapist, you know, said to me, Deborah, you know, if just because you look normal doesn't mean that there's Mm -hmm. still not tons of healing going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. And that's for anybody who's having surgery or any any kind of illness out there, giving your body time to really do its thing. And excuse me, everyone's different. But, you know, I remember her telling me, and I never forgot this, she was like, if you'd been in a car accident and, you know, your leg was half cut off and they had to sew it back on and you were still in a cast and dragging Mm -hmm. it around, you would be looking at it and know Knowing, wow, I'm still healing. I'm not there yet. Right. And she said, because you can't see, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you know, you're just being so hard on yourself. Right. That well, and that really stuck with me. It's true know? because I, I don't think we realize what really is happening inside our bodies. Yes. Like with with you, you know, that everything that led up to that point, you probably didn't realize that those things were building up, building up, building up. And then the cardiac, mm-hmm. you know, situation happened. And then for me, even though I I look fine, 
And you're I still healing. Fine. That's what I, yeah, yeah that's what like, reminded just, me of that. You know, and, and when I was asking the therapist yesterday, can I start walking? And today I did my first morning. And actually today I washed my hair for the first time. Well, you so that's look like beautiful. a big deal. It's the first time I've washed my hair on my own in like five weeks. Well, that's a big deal for and us. See, I didn't, yeah. it is. I mean, I just, I, those are things, again, like post-op, you don't realize mm-hmm. that you can't do. And that affects, I mean, we're both strong, mm-hmm. independent women. So to not be able to wash your hair, to not be able to do things. Um, oh, I remember that girl. Not from a, not from a breast surgery, but I broke my elbow. <laughs> and so I was unable to even lift it or anything. And I couldn't dry my hair. I couldn't fix my hair. And yeah, my girlfriends would come over. And um, that's a big deal, it is. you know, when you're so used to being, doing it's, everything. Yeah. You know? I, I, I was calling myself baby grandma throughout the whole, because <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm the baby grandma going to the salons just to get my hair washed. <laughs> well, well, I just keep on taking care of that beautiful self of Thank yours you. inside and out. And you really are. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate your friendship. And um, this is so fun. Please tell me you'll come back. Absolutely. And thank you for putting yourself out there and your content because it inspires women like me. Oh, so well, thank, thank you. you for it's that. a ripple effect. It is a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, the, you know, the, the great thing that I know we're both aligned with this, and I'm so lucky to have so many women Mm -hmm. um, that are friends that are coming on to talk about, you know, all kind of different subjects that women want to talk about. Um, And, you know, it's just such a gift to me to be able to to have a beautiful studio and great producers. I love you back there. And... um, and share this mm-hmm. information with people. So yeah. thank you so much for today. And um, there, re- there really is a lot more I'd like to talk about. And, and the great thing about you, Bridget, I know that you're just going to bring it. You're going you're <laughs> to tell the truth because she does. Everybody needs to follow Bridget because um, not only does she do just great, fun posts that you're going to want to see, um, I mean, you always post really great content. I mean, information, like sometimes I'll read this and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I, I need to know this. I'll snapshot it, well, thank you know. You. <laughs> um, so uh, what is your handle on Instagram? It's just, it's very easy. It's Bridget underscore Bartley. Bridget underscore Bartley. Make sure you follow her. Um, and also, if you're in the market for um, one of those gorgeous houses, um you know, check her out there too. And all your information's on thank Instagram, you. Yes, right? It is, it is. Great, great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank I love you. you. Thank you, Deborah. <laughs> all right. You know our tagline here. Um, I uh, I don't know if you know this, but my um, theme song is by Kylie Odetta, my beautiful songbird. And um, it's called um, I'm Still Here. Oh, so love that. I always leave it off with We're Still Here. So we'll see you next time. Thank you. Here, after all my tears, I am here, I am here, facing all my tears.